So one of my favorite events in my Christian life, one of uh, a memory that I return to quite frequently, is uh, something that happened at the Revive Conference in 2017. And Revive is our, our diocesan annual assembly. It happens down at Wheaton College in Wheaton, Illinois, where our, our cathedral church is, Church of the Resurrection. And that year, that particular, anyone, was anyone there at that in 2017? Do you remember? My family is raising their hands. I see another hand. Yeah, okay. Is that Elise? Yeah, okay, great, great. All right, cool, cool. Well, then I can embellish a little bit, and you guys won't mind, right? <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. So Bishop Stewart that year, he, it, was just, it was one of the first years that our diocese had done Revive, and Bishop Stewart had invited a lot of leaders from around the world to come and speak um, at this conference. It was great. It was so exciting. There was a, a bishop from Brazil who came, and he shared stories of this, this church planting, sort of like home church uh, network that was just exploding like wild, wildfire uh, throughout Brazil. There were some believers from Iraq who were there, and they were sharing their other undercover uh, evangelistic ministry that was done purely on USB sticks where like all the contents of the Bible, some like teaching videos, discipleship materials, Bible reading plans, all of that stuff was on these USB sticks that they were passing around to people. And I remember hearing one of these uh, Iraqi believers saying, you'll never hear about this in the news, but God is bringing many, many, many people to faith uh, through this ministry. And then Pastor Michael Wright, uh, who leads a predominantly African-American congregation in the Chicagoland area, he shared ways in which his congregation is ministering there in the city of Chicago. And we got to hear lots of fun stories about that as well. So after the sharing of these global leaders, the room broke out in just this common worship. It was a beautiful, powerful experience Musicians from various cultures would come up on the stage and they, you know, some would lead a couple of songs and then another group would lead another songs. Sometimes musicians would, would come together and, and kind of do an improv worship song there. It was just, it was beautiful and chaotic and messy and, and inspiring. It was just such a wonderful experience. There were so many Holy Spirit things that happened at that. It was a faith-boosting, gospel-proclaiming, Holy Spirit experience. And where else in our society do things like that happen? Like, have, can you imagine anything in our society right now where you get to see those kinds of events happen? Where do you see that kind of power, that kind of love, that kind of prayer and unity among people from all different ethnicities and nations? All those barriers were transcended in that moment. It was beautiful. And it wasn't like different cultures were erased. This wasn't like common denominator sort of experience. The different cultures were honored and celebrated. And, you know, people were sharing stories like, this is how God moves in my culture. And that was invigorating to everyone who was there. It wasn't a unity that was based on ideological intimidation or political strong arming. It wasn't a, a unity that was based off of corporate greed or the pursuit of, a, of money or anything like that. This was a unity based on the sacrificial love of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The curse of Babel was being undone on that day. The promises made to Abraham, which happened immediately after that um, Babel story, the promises to Abraham were being fulfilled yet again. The households of the earth were being blessed through the people of God. Well, today is the Feast of Pentecost. This is a high holy day in the church calendar. 
Now, Pentecost means 50. It is the 50th day after Easter, after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So after being with his followers for a season, the resurrected Jesus ascended up into heaven, and soon thereafter, on the day of Pentecost, the Spirit of God descended down upon his people, empowering them with the same spirit and ministry that had empowered and fueled Jesus Christ. That same power and energy was now being dispersed among the people of God. The third person of the Trinity descended on all peoples. And the fun news is that the power of Pentecost was not confined to that day 2,000 years ago. In fact, we experienced it, as I've been describing, at the Revive Conference in 2017. And I'm sure many of you have similar stories like that, of these multi-ethnic, vibrant, sort of global Holy Spirit events that maybe you've been a part of in very profound ways. And I believe that today, we strongly need Pentecost power. You know, we're nearing the anniversary of the killing of George Floyd, and you know, in some ways, our culture is now more aware of, of the tensions, and some cultures have been aware of these tensions quite acutely for a very long time, and now other portions of the culture are becoming aware of these. But in some ways, these tensions have almost gotten worse in some ways, right? It's not like there's a net win um, out of the conversations that have been happening over the last year. And I also think about what's going on on the other side of the globe right now between Israel and Palestine and the, the, the rockets that are flying, the lives that have been lost. You know, and the list could go on and on of wars and fighting between different people groups and nationalities and ethnicities. We could go on and on. And we live in a world not only divided through ethnic barriers, but by barriers of class, by barriers of gender, and on and on and on. So what our world is in desperate need of today is the power of Pentecost. And you know what? Maybe I'm actually not phrasing it the best way. Maybe the power of Pentecost isn't, isn't the best way to say this because Pentecost is a day. It's, it's a festival. Uh, it's contained to, you know, today. The Spirit didn't fall on this day so that we could get an extra holiday in the church calendar, although I, I love feast days. Uh, feast days are great. Pentecost happened so that you and I, brothers and sisters, can be equipped by the power of the Holy Spirit. So I think what we should be saying is we need the ministry of the Holy Spirit today. We need the Spirit of God to descend upon us anew, afresh today, because that's the message of Pentecost. That's what it's about. Now, the Feast of Pentecost didn't originate in the book of Acts. Uh, that's not the first Pentecost. That's not even where the, the first use of Pentecost is. And it's easy for us as New Testament people uh, to kind of forget that, the, that, the, that Jesus' life and the events of Jesus' life are echoes and fulfillments of the events of the people of Israel. So I'd like to spend some time to, to point out some of these connections, and, and then we'll conclude at the end. So... Jesus' life sort of maps over many of the events of the people of Israel. So the Passover, the Exodus, Moses receiving the law on Mount Sinai, all of these events were God's way of, of preparing the people of the earth, for preparing all of us for what he would eventually do through the person of Jesus Christ, the Messiah. And in fact, Pentecost itself actually originates from the Exodus story. On the night of the Passover... When the blood of the lamb was painted over the doorposts of the Jews, saving them from the angel of death, the Jews escaped that very night from their, the slavery of their Egyptian oppressors, and they were then sent out into the wilderness. 
And then after 50 days of wandering in the wilderness, Moses, God's prophet, he ascended to Mount Sinai. He fellowshiped with God upon the holy mountain. And then he descended, bringing the law to the people of God. Moses descended with instructions on how to live a godly life, how to live a good life, how to live at peace and harmony with those around him. Now, this is key. This is critical about the law. You see, the, the law isn't just a list of do's and don'ts, you know, don't eat this, don't eat that. Like, it, it, it's very minimalistic and reductionistic of us to, to say that that's all that the, the law was about. The law also contained protections for the poor, the refugee, the sick, the widows, the poor, the marginalized. The law is what teaches us how to live in harmony with one another and also with God. The law, when it's properly understood and properly followed, leads us to the good life. Now, we know the rest of the story of the, the Jewish people. They, like me and like you and like the rest of the world, turns out we are all incapable of keeping that law. In fact, I was just thinking about this in the basic sense. You know, I, my neighbor gets a new car or like one of those cool um, fire pit things that looks like a jet engine that like consumes wood so quickly and it gives off this smokeless uh, fire and it's so awesome looking, like it's epic, you know. I get jealous of that and I think about that like, man, I really want Gunner's, um, I really want his stove and, and, his, and his Honda Pilot, like that's really cool too. And I start thinking about those things and then, and then I start thinking like, well, maybe, maybe his career, you know, like what, what would it have been like to have his career to, to be able to afford those things and, you know, what sort of decisions, you know, I, I kind of death spiral, you know, like that. And before I know it, I'm like, man, like I, I start coveting like the, the things that he has and his, you know, and like that's sin. That's evil, that's wrong, and that's just an easy example. All of us fall into these sorts of things where we take for granted the gifts that God has given us and we start desiring other people's lives and things like that. Like, all of us are completely incapable of keeping God's holy law. But here's the good news, is that when it comes to our ability to keep the law, things are different now. Things are different. Because Jesus Christ has come into the world Jesus Christ descended, the, the, the second person of the Trinity, he came down and he walked among us. God clothed in flesh, and he lived the life that we couldn't live. He didn't look and want his neighbor's um, awesome fire stove thing. What is it called? It's a solo fire pit? Thank you. Some of you, you, you have one, don't you? Yeah, gosh, Tim. <laughs> What sort of decisions in life led you to this epic experience, Tim? Yeah, we need to hang out some more, too. <laughs> anyway, I know you've got a joke right now for me, too. But yeah, I'll, I'll hold you back. Okay, great. So anyway, Jesus Christ came to live the life that we couldn't live. He followed the law. He followed the do's and the don'ts. He did not fall into sin. He lived the full and abundant life. He cared for others. Jesus Christ loved the old scoundrels like Zacchaeus, as we learn in Luke's gospel. He loves these individuals and inspires them to restore stolen wealth back into the community. 
Jesus goes to the borderlands of Israel, as we see in John's gospel, in order to to meet an outcast woman who has been broken by her culture and her society, and he ministers to her, and he brings her the good news. It eventually leads to the healing and evangelistic outburst of, of of God's healing grace in that village. He also goes to the dry and dark and dirty and evil places of death in society, like a graveyard, as he does in Mark's gospel, in order to rescue a man completely consumed and tortured by evil spirits and by self-hatred. And he brings clarity of mind to people. And he brings peace to a terrorized city. These are the works of God, and this is what it looks like when we follow his law and live in his accordance and we listen to his guidance. These are things that Jesus did because, quite frankly, friends, you and I can't. We're incapable of it. And more than that, Jesus Christ made the payment upon the cross for all of our sin, satisfying God's wrath. He made up for all of our shortcomings there upon the cross. And now get this. Jesus is the better Moses. Jesus is the better Moses. Jesus Christ then ascended not to Mount Sinai. He ascended up into heaven and enjoys eternal fellowship with God the Father forever and ever. And instead of just one person descending back with more instructions to us, he he sends down to us the presence of his very spirit. He allows us to now have the law written upon our hearts. And he empowers us in such a way that we don't just cognitively know the law, but we now have the empowerment of his Holy Spirit to follow and obey his law and the good, abundant, beautiful life that that leads to. God foretold this himself through his prophet Jeremiah. God says, I will put my law within them and I will write it upon their hearts. And then this is the beautiful, abundant life that he says, and I will be their God and they will be my people. There will be a unity there, a harmony there a fellowship that is there. Just as God's laws uh, can now be known to us, we also can walk in those laws. This is why the Holy Spirit has given so many encouraging, exciting titles like comforter, counselor, advocate, guide, because he guides us more and more into the Jesus way of life. So then kind of going back to Pentecost and the events that I described at, uh, at Church of the Resurrection a couple of years ago, why is it that it's so important that so many ethnicities, so many different ethnic groups participate in this life? Well, because the message of Pentecost really reveals the Father's heart to us. Because the original purposes for humanity is that God's abundant life is for every single human being regardless of race, regardless of nationality, regardless of gender, God's grace is for everyone. And I know what you're thinking, because I would think the same thing. As, as good you know, church people, we hear things like that, like God loves everyone, and we're like, oh yeah, of course, God loves everyone, amen. You know, and then we go home, and we're like, oh, that's, that's a happy thought. You know? But like, think about this. Like, this is really, really hard. I turn on the, I don't turn on the TV, I scroll through the through the internet or whatever, and, and I read these headlines, and I hear about the, the crazy things that are happening across our globe, and my first thought, I have to confess, isn't, man, God really loves that person. You know, God really loves the people who are committing those things. No, my first reaction to that is, is, is thoughts of, I'm ashamed to say it's like thoughts of, of hatred and, and resentment and frustration. You know, I, I, I get very, very upset um, 
with these things. You know, the other day in the grocery store, I was just waiting to, to check out, and this, uh, this man from the street comes in. It's clear that he was intoxicated or, or under the influence of something. He's like bumping into others, other customers. He's mumbling to the, the cashier, and you know, nobody really knew what was happening. And, th- and this was upsetting. You know, it was disturbing to witness. And, and I was, quite frankly, uh, I was disgusted by this moment. And I'm like, why, why can't someone take this man out of here? He doesn't belong here in this nice, lovely, orderly grocery store right now. Like, what a Pharisee for me to say that. Like, what a Pharisee for me to just immediately start judging this man, you know, thinking things like wanting to get him out of here. You know, I remember thinking, like, how could, how could God's mercy be for this man? You know, because my actions, what they were saying is, is revealing the thoughts of my heart, which was, this man must be beyond the abundant life that God is, is capable of. Well, shame on me, right? And shame on us when we think those things, when we immediately jump to thoughts of hatred and frustration. Because the reality of, of God's gospel, the reality of his holy scriptures, of his law, is that God's love is for everybody, that his gospel is, that his arm is not so short that he cannot reach out and grasp those who are far away from them, far away from him, and bring them close into his loving embrace. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, we are all empowered to be messengers of this grace and love. And that's our calling, is to spread this out throughout the world. I love what N.T. Wright says. He says, as a fleet of ships is launched by a strong wind that drives them out to sea, or as a forest fire is started by just a few small flames, this group, that is the group that we see in the book of Acts, there's only about 120 of them, you know, no more than what's in this room, this small group of frightened and puzzled believers are now filled with the Holy Spirit, and they very quickly become a force to be reckoned with right across the entire known world. You know, so being, it's like in being filled with the joy and the love of Jesus, we, brothers and sisters, ought to be filled with the ability to love the scoundrels of society and introduce them to God's grace. We ought to be empowered to be able to go into the graveyards without fear in order to rescue those who are oppressed by the evils of our day. We ought to be able to show the healing of Jesus to the outcasts of society. You and I are called to live the Jesus life by the power of the Holy Spirit. So isn't it interesting that the, the images that we have for this day are just so chaotic and wild? Like they're uncontrollable. They're unwieldy. It's a story of wind and of fire. Two elements that have these completely unpredictable paths about them. They're, they're highly catalytic Wind and fire can, can rush upon you and they can grow quickly and it can take you rapidly to other places around the world. And I just love that those extra, the, the verses that we read um, that goes down to verse 13, they're actually accused of being drunk on that day. Like that's how crazy and chaotic the things were. It was, it's just so wild to me. You see, friends, when you are submitted to the power of the Holy Spirit, life can feel quite unpredictable. It can feel quite cataclysmic. No one predicted what was going to be happening on that day 2,000 years ago, any more than I would have been able to predict the events that happened at that Revive conference a couple of years ago. What an adventure. What a thrill. What a joy. And maybe as I describe these things, as I describe the ways in which 
the Christian life ought to be. Maybe that sounds new to you. Maybe you haven't thought about Christianity in that sort of way. Uh, If you find that that's the case, I've got three encouragements to you. First, read the rest of the book of Acts. We only read the the first portion of it there in chapter 2. Just read through the book of Acts and see what God's people are doing. See how they're being stretched to their limits. See how they're being um, uh, uh, guided by the Holy Spirit. See how God is meeting them in quiet places and ministering to them. Be inspired by the story of God's work of the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts. Second, I'd love to talk to you. Let's find a time to chat and pray about these things. And then thirdly, I'd encourage you to to pray on your own. The scriptures tell us that for those of us who feel like maybe we're lacking the Holy Spirit, all we have to do is ask Jesus and he will pour his spirit into us. That might not always be explosive, miraculous events, but he will give us his grace. He will give us his peace. He will give us the fellowship of other brothers and sisters. All we have to do is ask. So friends, may we today be filled anew with the Holy Spirit. May we be equipped by the Spirit to live as Jesus lived. May we receive his abundant life and freedom and goodness that we might be able to transcend the borders and the divisions of our day for the glory of his name. Please pray with me. Lord Jesus Christ, you stretched out your arms of love on the hard wood of the cross that everyone might come within reach of your saving embrace. So fill us with your spirit that we, reaching out our hands in love, may bring those who do not know you to the knowledge and love of you. For the honor and glory of your name, amen.